What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Going pretty well, Graham. Just easing into this uh, off-season that we find ourselves in. For the Falcons. Falcons, yeah, yeah. and just and Braves in general, and... I'm okay with it now. Yeah? You've accepted it? Yeah, I've accepted it. The next couple months are going to be a little boring outside of March Madness. It is. We should probably point out that um, this is our Super Bowl special. Yes. We are currently at Radio Row in Minnesota, and uh, we've been trying to get guests all week. You know, there's been some big wigs walking by. I saw Tom Brady and Belichick walking through. Chris Long, we couldn't get him either. The great Nick Foles. Nick Foles. But good news is we were able to snag uh, intern Jared, who was up there with us, and we realized maybe we should actually talk to this guy sometime and see what interests him. Indeed. Turns out he's a Patriots fan. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. (laughs) So he's going to be on. And then we got uh, John Boy Galvin, a.k.a. Philly John, who we just found at a bar in yeah. Philly. He just looked, up, looked at us and was like, what's up, guys? Yeah. No, so, pretty much. He's drinking a beer, hanging out by himself. And uh, you're like, looks like a cool guy. So big big time stars. Uh, I think we have the exclusive with both of them. Yeah, I don't think anyone else is going to – you know, I don't think anyone else is going to interview them during the whole time at Radio Row here. Well, yeah, we had a contract that they could only interview with us, so... Yeah, so I'm glad we got that uh, those exclusive rights to those guys. Yeah, that all checks out, so that's going to be a special treat for you guys. Um, but, yeah, it's been great. Minnesota's been... It's cold up here, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed our uh, ice fishing last night. Mm-hmm. Drinking some liquor. Got the heater going. Yep. So drilling, getting an auger, drilling to the ice. I fell in once. That was, that was fun. For any of you... Uh, that have never been to Minnesota, if you go there, make sure you get the Michelob Golden Light. You can't get it anywhere except Minnesota and one large liquor store in Chicago. So Michelob Golden Light, McGoldens for short. It's a true treat. They might be our sponsor for this show. I think they're sponsor this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everything all right with you, Junior? Yeah, I'm uh, sort of coming down from... Chop Fest, although I never really was up because it wasn't uh, too much fun for us, but I don't think that was the Braves' fault. I think it was more due to the rain. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. And I, I had very high hopes for Chop Fest, and it was fine. Um, but yeah, we definitely didn't play it right either, no. I don't think. I don't think we hit all the big time activities. Yeah, let's start with our, our recap. Okay. Um, you know, apparently there was a lot of uh, there was adult training for baseball where you could like go with some of the players and learn some fundamentals um you know there was a run the bases thing there was uh autograph sessions there was a Q&A with Alex Anthopoulos and we did none of those things no people were apparently throwing on the field as well and in the bullpen we missed out on all of that but tell the good people what we did make it to Graham we made it to the unveiling of the new Atlanta Braves mascot, Blooper. Blooper, which is currently one of the most controversial figures in, in the, the history, city of Atlanta. The history of Atlanta. The history sports. of Atlanta, yes. He yes. makes B.J. Upton look like Dan Ugla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, I thought it would be kind of cool 
doing that, I was like, hey, we're here at one. Might as well go see what it's like. I'm sure there's just going to be like a curtain, and I'm going to do a little tomahawk chop, get everyone a little excited, and then this guy's going to come out and dance and like throw out T-shirts. And it'd be like uh, maybe 10 minute max. Right. Then you get on with your lives, go get a drink, go get some food, do other stuff inside the stadium. We were wrong. And I knew it was a bad sign when that obnoxious, loud-mouthed guy with the, the microphone who squawks at you and talks at you at every single Braves game. Hey, Braves fans, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. You can't sit and enjoy your game and talk to your friends and family. you got to listen to me talk at you for five minutes in between every single inning. Hey, Braves fans. Ah. That's person. I believe they call that a fan experience host. Fan experience host. Or MC. Well, my fan experience involves me watching the game and commiserating with my compatriots. It does not involve being talked to by some fool I don't want to hear. Keep in mind, you are also a miserable piece of shit. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so I knew, like, right right when we walked in, I was like, oh, damn it, this guy. And, you know, we all know this guy. Uh, He's been doing it for... You know his face. You know his face. Yeah. And so once I heard him, I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. It's a whole deal now. Yeah. And it was like, we're only five minutes away, Brace fans. I'm just going to keep shouting at you until it's... And I was like, oh, man, it can't get any worse than this guy. Is he going to, like, talk at us the whole time? No. Because... You wish. Yeah, I wish he had. A lot of people have gotten upset about the look of Blooper, and um, people aren't excited about it, and some people have even sworn off going to Braves games this year. And just, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you take... Oh, you got water. <laughs> The rea- the reaction on social media was ridiculous. And, and, and it's like, does a mascot really define whether or not you're going to go to a game? And, you know, it's, it's, it's a creation meant to appease children at the end of the day. And no one has brought up how horrible the actual introduction of Blooper was. No one's mentioned it. I think we're the only ones who thought it was the worst thing ever. Like, literally ever in any creative endeavor I've ever seen. There's this set that was there with this wacky machine that was very strange looking that looked like some kind of like an Animaniacs cartoon and this Doc Brown ripoff motherfucker sitting out there, the wacky scientist type, and he was just like listening to nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, he was, I guess he was supposed to be funny and kooky. Yeah. Uh, but it just like, I could deal with it for a second I was like, okay, there's like a big lever there. He's going to pull that. The new mascot's going to pop out. But then it's like he gets to step one of how to create a mascot. Right. And step one takes like 10 minutes. Yeah, and I can't remember what step one was. And and we were both like, should we leave? And then we were like, we've invested too much time in, yeah. in, in even, seeing this. I, I, was, I saw even kids around us that were like, there was some little girl that was like laying on her dad's big beer gut just because she couldn't even handle watching that <laughs> crap anymore. It was awful. Yeah. And, you know, it, it tried to they tried to get the audience to participate and kids to come up and do things. And every time he tried to do something to create the mascot, the machine would shoot out things at him or it would malfunction. He'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. And he just had a really high-pitched voice and it was really whiny. It was just obnoxious. It was just an insipid creation and whoever decided that that was a good idea needs to be fired. Yeah, I'm sure it was some intern that had been working on it for like five minutes. 
I was going to say like six months. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, he has no future in anything and should just <laughs> go back to school or something. Quit now. Yeah. And so that was just awful. And we finally get to the end of it. And it takes, it's not just like it's five minutes. It literally takes 30 minutes to wrap this whole thing up. So about by minute 26 or 7, Ender and CRT comes out. And I was like, oh, a jolt of energy shot through my body. And I was like, it was great to see Ender. Yep. And the scientist is all over him being super weird and pervy. And uh, finally, 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 we get to the end. And Blooper shoots out. A bunch of confetti comes out in his name. You know, the big banner drops down with his name. And I saw him and I was like, yeah, it's it's a mascot. It's a mascot. I don't I don't yeah, I don't see anything wrong with him. He's so much better than Homer the Mets Mr. Knockoff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was out there. He yeah. did his thing. He's a little he's not as fat as a Philly fanatic. He also has um, fans of the video game Bioshock, uh, the series, will notice that his ears kind of look similar to uh, an enemy in Bioshock Infinite, which I thought was kind of funny. I can't remember the name of it, but these two like horns coming out of his out of the sides of his head were, were ears, and he has no mouth, which is kind of strange. But big goofy eyes. Just they, just Google it. Yeah, he's a goofy person. He's got a goofy personality. You know, I, I was fine with it. I mean, it's just like whatever. It's a mascot. As as I told Graham there, I would have been better off if the Braves had called up Chopper, the AAA mascot, to be their new mascot, which would be perfect timing since now. The Gwinnett Braves or the Gwinnett Strippers, they they could have gotten themselves some sort of new mascot based right. off of that. They should have, you know, the Gwinnett needs a stripper uh, mascot, and we could have easily uh, inherited Chopper. Yeah, and it would have been perfect timing with us calling all these kids up from AAA. We'd call the mascot on up with. Them. I think that would have been a better idea. But hey, that's that's why I don't work for the organization anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They cast you off. Uh huh. Um, and then we sat in on a. Uh, Sort of a Q&A with Brian Snicker, Walt Weiss, and Eric Young Jr., who are two new members of the coaching staff, which was kind of informative. Um, it wasn't really too exciting. It was kind of cool seeing Walt Weiss in the Braves jersey. He was part of, like, you know, the end of the 90s Braves teams and uh, had one really good year for us, I think, in 98. Yeah, he was there right before for call, for call's rookie year. Yes. Um, yeah, it was – It was. I didn't get a lot of confidence – I, I, I've kind of always been Team Snit, mm-hmm. but after hearing him talk, I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. He just seems like... It was just a lot of generic coach speak. There was nothing about it that really made me go, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting ready for the season. The audience actually had some pretty good questions. But, um, you know, he, he talked about analytics being a trend. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he's like, that, that analytics thing, that seems to be one of those trends that's sticking around. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no shit, because it's actually data that can help you. I wonder I wonder how Anthopolis feels talking to him about those types of things. Yeah, I wonder. I actually wanted to ask about the dynamic between him and Anthopolis, but after a while of listening to them talk, I just got kind of bored, and there were so many people asking questions, and it's like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to stay here anymore. I was kind of worried at first, because it was one of those, like, because it wasn't a huge crowd in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Powell's up on stage interviewing the three of them, and then they do the first call for questions. No one raises their hands. And no hand. one raises their hands. And then it just gets, like, really uncomfortable real quickly. It's like, oh, yeah. God, does no, no one have no any, questions. any questions for these yeah. poor bastards? Yeah. I liked Eric Young a lot, though. He seems like he's going to bring a lot of energy. A lot of energy to the team. Yeah. And, and I like having Walt Weiss around for just nostalgic purposes. I don't think he's really the best coach or manager in the world, but I... He had some success with the Rockies, right? Yeah, he didn't really do much under his 
like after he left, they went to the playoffs this year. So uh, got it. There you have it. Um, so yeah, that, and, then, and then it was raining and shitty, and they had signs out for you to be able to go throw in the bullpen, but that was closed, and everything just seemed like it was canceled or whatever, just due to the weather. So it was kind of a uh, disappointing shot fest for us, but it was still kind of fun going back out of the stadium and sort of getting ready to get back into baseball mode. So I think it was worth the trip, and I think we still had a relatively good time despite the weather. Yeah, the highlight for me was when we walked through the uh, monument, what do they call it, Monument Grove. Monument Garden. Monument Garden. Yeah. and um, Which I thought was pretty cool, but then at the end they had those um, little boxes of just like, it was just almost just like random paraphernalia. Like it was the champagne bottle mm-hmm. from the one of the champagne bottles from the 95 World Series yep. uh, signed by Tom Clavin, which I thought was really cool. And then the knee brace Sid that Bream. Sid Bream wore, wore when he slid. Yeah, I fucking love that knee brace. The look of it, like the logo is so 90s. Oh, yeah. It just made me very happy. Yeah, it's a very nostalgic there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was pretty much our Chop Fest experience, so not very exciting. No, but it was nice to see all those. You could tell there's a lot of passionate Braves fans out there in Braves country. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like we're the only ones. Right, so it was nice to see it was one woman asked Walt Weiss and was like, I'm, I'm really happy to see you. I want to personally thank you for that amazing catch against the Astros in the playoffs. And it was like, oh, shit, she's hardcore. Yeah, I, I, went, I went up and YouTubed that. Yeah, that was a great point. Yeah. I think we can segue into... Um, some Hawks news. Adam, why don't you take us away here? Yeah, just a couple things I wanted to touch on with the Hawks, who beat the Timberwolves a couple night, a couple nights ago. Really good Timberwolves team at that. And I just saw that the Hawks are now five and five in their last ten games, which is way too damn good. Yeah. In case, I mean. For once, I don't know why, but this fan base is on board with tanking. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be tanking, Junior. Yeah, we've been winning way too many games. Mm-hmm. We don't. We no longer have the worst record in the league. Orlando has a worse record than us. We're uh, still second worst, though, right? Yes, but another team I think is tied with us as well. I can't remember who. Yeah, they've been winning a little more recently because some of the veterans that were out early in the season, like Ersan Ilyasova and Mike Muscala and uh, Dwayne Dedman are all coming back, and they're just getting a little more cohesiveness. Um, So I just want to make sure, A, that we make a trade here, and Kent Bazemore has been one of the names that I've seen thrown out a lot now in the past couple weeks from teams that, like, genuinely want him. Not as, like, a salary dump, which is what Mm -hmm. I'd assume we have to do to get rid of him, Mm -hmm. because... Quietly, um, as Brad Rowland pointed out, he's been by far the best player on the Hawks this year. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. I mean, he's, you know, just because we've lost so many people, that volume of points and just minutes and overall value had to go somewhere. And he's taken the taken the mantle. He's improved his field goal percentage, and he's playing a much better brand of basketball than he did last year, both offensively and defensively, I think. He's been much more active and much more involved, and that's just sort of what happens when you're sort of left over from the old regime. But, I mean, kudos to him for sort of picking it up this year and having a much better season. And so now the the big trade that went down in the NBA a couple days ago was uh, Blake Griffin getting oh. traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, a stupid move. Yeah, but... 
but I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't affect us. Yeah. It's not Atlanta sports related. Right. But it is related because Travis Schlenk was on 680 The Fan the other day saying that he thinks that that is really going to start opening up. Uh, it's the domino effect. Yeah, exactly. I think people are waiting for that piece to fall. And now we might see a little action over the next couple of weeks with, I think, a month left until the trade deadline. But I want to see get rid of Bazemore, Ilyasova, Deadman. Um, I guess that's about it. Oh, no. Um, what is that shooting guard? Uh, Bellinelli. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind keeping Ilyasova unless someone really wants to somewhat overpay for him just to keep a little bit of veteran presence on the team. Because um, then it's like, you know, who are you getting for those guys? I mean, you're going to run out of roster spots at some point. You know, draft picks. I want us to be so bad the second half, Graham. I mean, I do too, but I'm just saying you got to have players on the roster. I don't know if you we'll can have, all those we'll guys. Have players. Okay. We, I'm sure we've got a couple guys in Spain that we drafted like five years ago. Bring them on over. Just bring anybody over. Call people up from the D League. Fill in this roster with a bunch of young bucks. Get some experience for them this year. And then get that number one pick and get Trey Young. Have you watched that kid yeah, from Oklahoma? Yeah, kid. He's good. I also wouldn't mind Marvin Bagley. Uh, I think from Duke, he's been an absolute monster this year. Trey Young looks like, in fairness, I haven't watched Bagley, but Young looks like that Steph Curry type of player. Yeah, no, a lot of people have compared him to Steph. um, So I would be all in favor of that. And um, Bagley's more of a swing guy, which would also be good. But, I mean, it's a guard-driven league, so if Trey Young can really ball. Yeah, if if we can get him, then look out. This uh, could be a pretty quick rebuild for the Hawks. Well, I think the the big thing for us is that we have never had one of those franchise players, right? Even when we had the greatest Hawks team of all time in 20, what was it, 20, 2014-2015 season. You know, we had Millsap, Horford, T, Corver, and Damari. None of those guys were, like, all franchise player that you're going to ride to a championship. The last guy we had that was anywhere close to that was Dominique. And in our, you know, adult lives of being Hawks fans, we've never had that player. And now that it's been 13 years since we had that number two overall pick and wasted our Marvin Williams, um, this is the time to really get this right. Got to get this pick right. And we got to... Well, we got to get that pick, We got to get that pick. First things first, Junior. Yeah, no, we got to get that pick. And I have every confidence that we will because I think you're right. We're going to make trades... And I think this this little, I don't even call it a hot streak, a, a lukewarm streak is, is going to peter out pretty soon. So I think we'll be fine getting that pick, long story short. But I think Schlink has to nail it. He has to nail it. Everything that's going to proceed forward with this franchise is contingent on this draft pick. Wow. That's dramatic. It is. Like this, this is the future of the Hawks for the next... 10, 15 years. Yeah, and we're going to have plenty more picks down the line, too. Yeah, but this is where it starts. This yes. is where it starts. We already have a nice little core here with Schroeder. Um, Who might be gone. They might trade him at some point. I too. don't want to trade Schroeder. But you got Schroeder, you got John this Collins. defense is terrible. You got Schroeder, John Collins, and... Um, Torian Prince. Torian Prince. Even though he's been in a little shooting slump recently, I still think Torian's got a bright future. You know, we just got to keep building up that young core and see what happens. So... That's something to watch over the next couple of weeks, anyways. Not, a, I'm not going to sit down here and analyze every Hawks game. Right? But yeah. 
this uh, see what Schlank can get done for us. Yeah. All right, so joining us here at Radio Row in Minnesota, we have our intern, Jared, big hello. Patriots fan. Hello, hello, yes, big Pats fan. And we have uh, Gabby Man at a bar, as we mentioned, uh, John Galvin. Yeah, go Birds! Big, big, uh, <laughs> big Eagles fan. Yeah, go Birds! So, which was quite coincidental, considering that the Patriots and Eagles play in some silly game on Sunday. That has no value at all to Atlanta sports. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, so yeah, so this you could technically call this our Super Bowl special. Um, Graham and I, as I'm sure all of you are, very excited about this game uh, with two bitter rivals, and one of them is going to be the Super Bowl champion. So we'll just talk to these guys and kind of see what their deal is. Uh, intern Jared, how's it feel to be on this side of the mic? Uh, it's very interesting yeah. to not be getting coffee and hustling for ad space <laughs> for the show. So this is quite nice. Do you feel like you're getting a valuable experience in your internship? Yeah. We'll towards see your how, college we'll, degree? We'll see how tonight goes, but okay. it feels pretty good so far. I mean, you could already add this onto your uh, resume now. That's true. But um, yeah, I just wanted to start off with a couple basic questions. Uh Start off with intern Jared here. Uh, what are your credentials for being a Patriots fan? Uh, what's your deal? Uh, credentials for being a Pats fan. Well, I was born into it. Okay. was born in Maine and developed a love for football when I was like four or five years old. And just really fell in love with the team. And they were shitty and terrible for many years. And then they got great. And now I have to run around justifying that I'm not a Fairweather fan. And I actually do have passion for the team. That is good to hear. So you, you uh, remember those shit years? Yes, very well. I remember crying in my grandparents' stairwell when we lost to, I think, the Bucks once, and it knocked us out of the playoffs. Or <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't, we couldn't get into the playoffs because of it. And um, can't even imagine that at this point. Yeah, and the Giants' loss, both of them still really sting. Um, but yeah, so I've... Which were these... Oh, the uh, Super Bowl losses? Yeah, the Super yeah. Bowl losses and the no perfect season and stuff. So, I mean, we've been obviously riding high for a long time, and everybody is just so annoyed and sick of us by now, and I get it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's been some dark years before they got, you know, before Brady and Belichick, for sure. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. On the, they were talking, I think uh, it was Stakey today, talking about how uh, he was just going on and on about how any Patriots fan, you need to ask them, you see them wearing gear, how new that Patriots jersey is, because I guess they were shitty fans back in the day, but <laughs> yeah, they, come around. They were terrible. I heard an interview on the radio the other day where I guess the players used to complain about how bad the crowd was, and they would, like, at home, they would cheer when it was an offensive third down, like, really loudly. Like, there's a lot of... It's just a really poor home Were they just advantage. confused? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They're probably drunk, I would imagine. Um, they just... I don't know. They just don't have a good sense for the game. Interesting. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's amazing. Crazy Bostonians. Yeah. Uh, what about you, John? Or, I mean, bar guy? Where are you from? I'm actually from uh, South Jersey, so technically uh, another county in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grew up an Eagles fan, though? Grew up an Eagles fan. Funny enough, um, and I don't know if this goes against my my fanhood, uh, but uh, my first NFL jersey I ever owned was a Drew Bledsoe jersey just because I liked him as a quarterback. That was hmm. when their uh, shipport team, the day Tom Brady stepped on the field, I announced my uh, my, 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 my leanings towards, uh, I renounced them completely, fell back in love with my Eagles. Did you become a Bills fan briefly? <laughs> when he was, when Similar colors, was very confusing, <laughs> yes, but no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, that's just like Jacob Dempsey. 
being a Packers fan, loser. <laughs> he had a Kabir Gabajabia Mia jersey, which I think was a homemade T-shirt. But anywho, so back to you, Jared. Belichick or Brady? Obviously, 17 years now they've won the division or some absurd shit like yeah. that or made the playoffs 17 yeah, years in a row. It's been crazy. I, this is a really hot debate in New England and it has been for years I personally think it's more a credit to Belichick than it is to Brady. Um, I think it's just such a team game, and obviously you can't overstate Brady's contributions, but there was a year where Brady went down, I think week two, with like an ACL tear and was out for the year. The Matt Castle year. Yes, exactly. And Matt Castle came in, and we just fell short of the playoffs. I think we were 10-6 and six or 9-7, and seven, so it was a still a good year. Yeah. And for me, that's always been the proof that the team could have had some success without Tom Brady. And especially with the AFC being relatively weaker, it feels like it's been for the past decade or so. Maybe not, but it feels that way Yeah, when's the last time anyone good came? I mean, I mean, every once in a while, Baltimore will surprise you, and, and Pittsburgh's always there. But they're just ever since Peyton Manning left Indy and left Denver, there just hasn't really been a team that kind of rivals New England. And I think that's a, a big contribution to how many AFC championships they've wound up yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are always They're so hit or miss. There. They're so inconsistent. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I still don't know how I feel about Tomlin. He's been getting a lot of flack since, you know, the recent loss to Jacksonville. But still, I, I, they're just inconsistent. They're, they're very splashy and energetic, but you just they're not very disciplined, it feels like to me. I would have loved to see what happened if I didn't realize that Drew Brees – wanted to go to Miami when he was a free agent. Oh, this year? No, like 2006 when he went oh, to the back Saints. in the day. Oh, that would have been yeah. fascinating. Yeah, changed the but two, game. two times a year at least, you yeah. see Brady versus but Brady. But the Dolphins didn't want him for some reason. A bunch of morons. So That's why stupid. you are where you are, you yeah. fools. Well, didn't, and didn't San Diego choose Philip Rivers over Breeze? Wasn't that something yeah. too? Yeah, they drafted him. So, yeah. two massive mistakes. Yeah, But that would have made things a little different had he gone to Miami. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I would say Belichick, but an argument could be made the other way for sure. How old is that guy now? Bill? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I think he's like <laughs> 68. Or, yeah, yeah. We, we talk on a weekly basis. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, he's old, though. I know that Pete Carroll is actually one year older than him. That's crazy. And it's like so shocking. Yeah. Just, you know, Bill kind of looks like a hill giant and just kind of <laughs> hanging out on the <laughs> sideline. And Pete Carroll is just like California douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I guess he's one year younger than PK. He doesn't seem like the type that would ever retire, though. Bill? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he's got like two or three more, and then I think Super Bowls in him. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <here's. laughs> if we win on Sunday, I think it'll be the last of this dynasty for sure. Interesting. I have a question for both of you. Both of your cities have gotten sort of poor, not reps in terms of like the passion for the teams obviously obviously that's huge in the northeast but in terms of how fans treat other players or treat fans from other places um objectively as objective as you can who do you think has the the meaner fan base i'm just sitting here smiling uh philadelphia i don't think you've yet to really see what they can do uh (laughs) in terms of mayhem carnage and uh i mean regardless of win or lose philly's gonna burn philly's gonna burn uh, so, so, would, I mean, so would you say they're more insane than uh, Boston fans? 
I mean, has anyone ridden a dune buggy up the... I mean, there's been plenty of couch fires stuff. and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if That's kind of Boston, bush league at this point, though. If the Patriots had not won a Super Bowl at this point and the two teams were playing each other, I think it would be a coin flip. But I think Boston sports has been a little bit pacified yeah. by all the success. And so I would say Philly, but in the heart of Boston, I don't know, they're pretty, they're pretty crazy there, too. But I'd say, I'd say Philly. Yeah, I saw that uh, Pornhub is offering to donate, like, <laughs> hundreds of gallons of lube to Philadelphia for those uh, telephone poles that apparently everyone wants to climb up and... What, what do you want to do with yeah, the top of the telephone? Mean, what's the point? What's the objective? That's a good a, question for you. It's a freaking victory. It's what, a what about you? How do you, get, how do you get down? How do you get down? You just climb down. down. Or you get hit in the, bo- in the head with a bottle and you fall down. That's I mean, nuts. Just, Who's throwing bottles It's, it's happened before. Uh, it's, and it's been proven that Chris Goh isn't enough to stop a, a rabid Philly fan. So uh, <laughs> uh, they apparently have a secret something in store for Sunday. Would you what like, that is, I don't know Would yet. you like to comment on the man who punched the police horse after the uh, Eagles-Falcons game? I was going to say because it, it happened twice. Oh. Um, in fact, that there's now actually T-shirts of that dude's face being carted away by... Uh, by police now well, on t- that now was, on t- that t- was t- recently right that was the most recent uh, yeah. incident but the one prior it happens man you're in the f- in, in the passion of uh, of game day Sunday and you just kind of get carried away you're just hitting anything I was I was watching included <laughs> <laughs> no horses safe I was watching some guy interview a Philly fan today and uh, he's like is it true that I guess this was back in like the 90s when Michael Irvin just got obliterated, like legitimately could have had a broken neck and been paralyzed or dead for the rest of his life. And Philly's fans are just like going crazy cheering. <laughs> oh, they're nuts. They're nuts. Um, yeah. And the guy was like, oh yeah, I was like the one that started that cheer. <laughs> beaming with pride about yeah. cheering on a possible paralysis of yeah. like another person. It's definitely a weird atmosphere going to a game on game day Sunday in Philadelphia because, you know, you look around your, your section and you see fans fighting with each other. Um, it's, just, it's just a weird, hyped-up energy. What, what, what causes all this? I'm just, I'm just, just, I'm just interested. Just straight-up passion. Maybe a little pent-up uh, aggression over not winning a Super Bowl. We had our, our World Series championship. That was right. great. But uh, Was that the last one? In Philly? That, was, that was the last one, yeah. 2008. A lot of sexual frustration up there at all. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak to that. Well, here's a question. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> well said. <laughs> I'll relate this back to Atlanta sports real quick because, I mean, you guys have nothing to complain about with championships, obviously, with the 2008 World Series. And we don't have anything since '95, but we're not that crazy. Is Philly, because like Atlanta is a transplant city, is Philly like that or, at all, or is it all people born in Philly and stay in Philly? So that's just the life they know. It's mostly people born, raised in Philly, South Jersey. You know that that's just, that's just who we are. It's a lot of blue collar fans. I mean, similar to Boston. You know, I mean, Boston's got a lot of. You know, blue-collar fans. I think the two cities really complement each fair. other, and they're very similar in uh, you know their fanhood. So yeah, so, very passionate. I have a question for you guys. Do you think Atlanta sports in general will become more passionate and a better sports town in like the next 10, 15 years? Not until we win. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, especially with the long-time Atlanta sports fans. There are a lot of really passionate fans. The problem is the majority of the city. I think that are into sports are 
tired of getting their hearts broken so many times. Like Atlanta United really came out this year because it was the new kid on the block, and there are a lot of big soccer fans or just hipster liberals that like to come <laughs> out to you know this new new soccer game because it's cheap ticket prices. But I think the the hardcore core uh, Atlanta sports fans in terms of basketball, football, and baseball. I think we're just tired. I mean, there's a lot of people who are really tired of, of getting so close and getting their hearts ripped out. And this happened to us so many times since the 95 World Series. I mean, literally every year we have a competitive team, it seems like we lose in the most heartbreaking fashion. It's not like we're just going to get blown out or something. It's like, no, you're going to lose in a way that's almost unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the big moments where that really came out, where actually I saw a lot of passion, even though it was misguided, was in the wild card game, 2012, when there's an infield fly called in the when it was 100 feet into the outfield that cost us an out and, and runs and God knows what else. People just threw trash on the field for 35, 40 minutes. Some Philly type shit. Yeah, yeah some, that's it, it really was. passion. And I, and I was actually, I was actually at that game. I didn't throw anything on the field, but and even though I, I was like, I don't really condone this, I was happy to see that because I think that showed that you know we do care. You got some grit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that literally delayed the game for about 45 minutes. Well, I'll be interested, too, because I remember when the Red Sox broke the curse, after they won that first real World Series, mm-hmm. it felt like there was a significant loss of interest. Like, So I'd be interested if that would happen. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always say is my biggest concern. Like, Once we win one, it's like, well, what the hell's next? Mm. But also, I think college sucks away. Some college does. Like, People down here are definitely bred for college football. That's that's really where the passion is. But you know, for me, it's always been about the professional sports teams. So that that's always been my number one passion uh, for the most part. So, um, got a couple hard hitting questions here. Back to you, intern Jared. Uh, is it true that Bill Belichick can pretty much pull any short, uh, fast white guy off the street and turn him into a stud slot receiver? Uh, it would it would appear so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Danny Amendola was established before. Uh, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. He was. I feel like he. I can't remember where he played before. I think Buffalo, maybe. He wasn't but shit. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't much there. Wes Welker wasn't shit until he came. I think. I think he and I don't know how much Josh McDaniels should get credit for this. Also, I think they just have a really good understanding of what they want from the slot position. And I think they're able to kind of grow these really good talents and recognize what they want. You know, be Wes Welker and Wes Welker to Julian Edelman and and Amendola and people like that. I think they just know what they want and they know how to use a short, fast white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom line. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. (laughs) John, any ill will towards the Patriots after that last Super Bowl loss to them? Nah, man. Um, if anything, it just gave us a lot of shit to talk about in Philly. Um, it's definitely set up us us up on a trend of uh, you know whether we win, whether we lose. We enjoy talking football, enjoy talking Philly sports, and in fact, I think if anything, it gives us more shit to talk about when you know they let us down so much. Uh, it's almost more fun than when they actually do win. <laughs> was that their only Super Bowl that year? Was the T.O. No. year? So. They had a Super Bowl appearance before that. I'm shaking my head yes, but yeah. again, not that old. <laughs> so, maybe. Um, but, you know, it was definitely a heartbreak. Yeah. Is that the worst Eagles loss you can remember? Mm, I can remember, yeah, mainly because, I mean, what, McNabb threw up on his shoe. 
Uh, we lost was due to play play clock, poor play clock management. That was the the, the Andy Reid, or when he uh, tends to falter, we call him uh, his alter ego, Randy Reid. <laughs> Sounds like a South Park character. Yeah, that leads you into your question. It does actually. Give me uh, one best memory of Andy Reid and one worst memory. <laughs> Um, best. I don't know if I have a best. Um, definitely the play clock management. That was that was that was far the best. The, 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 <laughs> the best because it gave us so much like ammunition <laughs> to hate against the guy. Um, but no, I mean you know he's a good dude all around. Uh, uh, I, I don't have a good. That's what's bad, tough about that's, being that's tough. a coach is like you, you took them to like four or five NFC championships, but all you can remember is the one time he screwed yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you were to, to ask me about, like, the whole Chip Kelly and the Chip Kelly experience, then, you know, I could go off on that. But, right. uh, you know, what's it to you? Well, I think this brings us to uh, the last portion of this segment, guys. Uh, we've curated from a... Oh, before we move uh, on. Yes. Any predictions for the game? I don't bet against my team. Regardless. You, you uh, will bet against your team? I do not bet against, or I don't bet when there's a situation with my team involved. He makes I don't no like to think about it. I just want to see a good game. Um, so far, all the games have been pretty entertaining, minus that win, that blowout win from the Eagles against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, but I just want to see a good game. So no prediction. No prediction. No. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's pretty much a coin flip game just on paper anyway. <clears throat> I think that Philly is the stronger team and New England has the better quarterback and the better coach. So, I mean, if you look, just they like barely lost a step with losing Carson Wentz. They're just still as great, both offensively and de- defensively, as they've been all year. But I just haven't seen much of them. So it's really just a gut call. My gut says Philly. Um, Interesting. But I think it's going to be really close. I mean Peterson. If anything, he's been he's shown to you know prove people wrong. That's for one thing. Um, so maybe taking a few plays out of the old uh, Belichick. What's that guy's handle. deal? I don't I know nothing about Doug Peterson he besides was, his jawline. He was what a uh, high school quarterback? Uh, how many years ago? And now he's coaching a team to the Super Bowl. It's something unique. Where something did he come from? Uh, he's old buddies with Brett Favre. Believe it or not, um, wasn't he his backup at one point? You know that's a good question. I don't read that much in, Fair. The, in the history, but <laughs> probably right. No, that's that, right. I remember that name, Doug Peterson, back in the day when I was. Oh Jesus, up. that's probably wrong then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. it's like Patterson. Um, yeah, I kind of cartoon funny. or something. I thought that was based on something. <laughs> Doug Peterson. Uh, anyways, what do you got, Graham? All right, so we're moving on to a uh, segment here where we've curated uh, various questions. From our user base to ask you guys. Um, and this will be set up in sort of a game format. We're going to cover all three uh, big sports, baseball, hockey, and uh, football, that will relate somehow to either to Atlanta sports, you guys, or it might be a crossover of all three. So no cheesesteak questions. No cheesesteak questions. Oh, shit. It's all Lo- sports No questions. lobster? No lobster. No lobster. We're not going to the lobster bar. <laughs> no canoe questions either, Jared. Okay. Yeah. And either one of you can answer, and we'll keep a tally and see who wins. 
So, we'll start with a uh, New England Patriots question. What year did Gillette Stadium open? Either one can answer. 2000? Wrong. <laughs> Damn. 98. Both wrong. 2005. Uh, 2002 was the answer oh, you're looking for. Oh. And just so you know, um, I believe this segment was invented by our users for the sole sake of humiliating you two, since you guys have the joy of watching your team in a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> it's, it's only fair. And yeah, we so don't. It's time for the torture. So this is our Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Um, here is a... Wrong. <laughs> here's an Atlanta sports question. <laughs> that is well. That is uh, the answer is well known throughout these parts. Chipper Jones. <laughs> He's included, but no. Uh, how many consecutive division titles did the Braves win? Six. Wrong. Five. Wrong. Four. Wrong. So the answer is fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Whoa! No. <laughs> wow. Wow. Quite the sports down, you Sounds guys. Sounds like a Patriots here. type yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think Which we just won World how many, Series. Oh, jeez, oh, what happened there? <laughs> so much. Um, no, it's hum- just humility, Gus. I think I yeah. made that comment. Kind of <laughs> he turned it back. Yeah. Classic Atlanta move. <laughs> yeah, that really was. That really was. It set you up for it. Um, let's see. Here's a very specific and odd question related to Atlanta sports and Philly sports. Who did Evan Gaddis, formerly of the Atlanta Braves, in his rookie <laughs> season, his first home run against in 2013? Cole Hamels. Wrong. Close. Papelbon. Wrong. <laughs> Roy Halladay. Yeah. Um, right era, though. Yeah. Let's see. Which dominant big man for the Hawks and the 76ers played from 96 to 2000 on the Hawks and 2000 to 2002 on the 76ers? Matumbo? Oh, oh Jared got it. I'm giving you a high five. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> how many picks did Donovan McNabb throw in the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl in 2005? Four. Wrong. Two? Confident. Wrong. You're the one, in the one in the middle. Three. Ah, I knew it was at least one with the You knew it was a lot. The end. All right. Three picks. That sucks. Yeah, I, I think I, it was I, four picks was the last time Nick Foles was a starter before we traded him off to uh, Chip Kelly experience. Um, let's see. In the Brady-Belichick era, what is their winning percentage against playoff opponents they did not face in the regular season? Oh, man, that's a good that question. That they did face in the playoffs. So you mean like so that you're pl- they're playing them in the regular season, but they that they did that they played in the regular season. Or wait, hold on, let me read it. Over. <laughs> and the Brady Belichick era, what is the Patriots' winning percentage against playoff opponents they did not face in the regular season that they did face in the playoffs? So didn't play in the regular season, then played. So they in played the for the first time that year in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Correct. That's a good question. Um, um, obviously, it's going to be a blind guess. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> 740 or something like that. Wrong. They are undefeated. Oh, oh holy man. shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Who led the Eagles this year in receiving yards? Jeffrey. Wrong. Um, Ertz. Well, you're already wrong. That was <laughs> damn. <laughs> Ertz? Forgot full Minus step, one for yeah. cheating. Is it Ertz? No one wins. <laughs> um, who was the last... Boston Sports MVP. Hmm. Tom Brady? Yep. Mm. Layup. 
What famous 76er did my dad lose tickets to see in 2002 when they came in town to play the Hawks? Iverson? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the only famous 76er. Wait, you see so your dad lost tickets to... He lost tickets to go to that game. He got, bought tickets. That's when AI was like an absolute beast, and then he lost oh. them. Oh, physically I lost you, them. I thought you said that he actually took them from your... No. Yeah, I was, I, I was picturing... No, he like lost them Iverson in his car somewhere, and they never were found again. <laughs> and this was before the day. This was the day when you have to have physical away. tickets. Oh, this is the yeah. day when you had to have uh, the physical tickets. Lost an arm wrestle to yeah. Alan Iverson. <laughs> Couldn't he have just gone to the box office and say, hey, here's my ID. I lost my tickets. You'll see they haven't been scanned. He was too upset that he lost the tickets. It was over at that point. He was very mad at himself. <laughs> Sounds like it was a whole deal. It was a whole deal. Um, will we ask a Philly question? So this Boston question. Who won the last game that the Eagles and Patriots played in 2015? Oh, the Eagles. Tie. That was literally at the same exact time. <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah, they, there was a pooch punt that the Patriots tried that game. It totally backfired. You think they pulled it out again in the Super Bowl? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Who led the Patriots this year in rushing yards? Uh, Dion Lewis. Correct. Mm. Turn Jared. Yeah. When was the vet shut down? I don't know what that is. So. Uh, Veterans Stadium. <laughs> Veterans Stadium. <laughs> the old uh, Eagles Stadium and Philly Stadium. I remember I was in college. Two thousand. Seven. 2003. Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were in school. I just remember yeah, being, being like listening to uh, listen online or listen on the radio. You can hear like all this different stuff people could just literally walk out in the stadium with. I think that was just a humble brag that you went to college. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, how old are you? <laughs> I have numerous degrees online, accredited degrees. Thank you. Uh, let's see what we got here. The Braves and Red Sox shared cities for a while. Well, the Braves were the Boston Braves. What were the Boston Braves called before they were the Boston Braves? They had a different name, the same franchise. Oof. It was in the uh, late 1890s. Oh, wow. I, I've, I know I've heard it at one point in my life, but I would just be making one up or guessing Make one, one up. The Pigeon Toes. That's pretty close. John, do you have a guess? <laughs> Everything I'm thinking comes to mind is racist, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, some might consider this racist. I don't know. The Boston Bean Eaters. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the direction I was leaning. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they changed that one, actually. Uh, who did the Braves lose to in the 1993 playoffs? Phillies. Correct. The Phillies beat the Braves and then lost that to the Toronto year. and lost to the Toronto Blue Jays in the '93 World Series. What is the Falcons' record against the Eagles in the playoffs? <laughs> Who the hell knows that? Three wins, seven losses. Wrong. Nothing but losses. <laughs> Correct. Don't know the record though. Oh, and three. There you go. Oh. I'll give you half a half point, point, half yeah. point for that. That's only fair. Uh, here's a Patriots question. Which quarterback led the Falcons to a 
almost improbable victory against the Patriots in 2005, but we still lost. Oh, good question. Oh, it's got to be Michael Vick, right? Wrong. Who, who else did they have? He was a backup. So that was obviously way after Jeff George's time, right? So that was because he was like playing in the 90s, right? We didn't have Jeff George. Oh, oh never mind. Uh, I don't know, obviously. Yes. No. Who is Matt Schaub? Whoa. Who is our current backup now? He's He was in the league in 2005. That was yep. his rookie year we, or we, second year? We traded him two months before Michael Vick got convicted of the dog fighting, which really sucks because <laughs> we would have been fine with Matt Schaub. But if we had Matt Schaub, we probably don't have Matt Ryan. So uh, I'll, I'll take it. User Hugo point. would argue that it's a good thing because he's a fool. Yes. Who were the last two teams to knock out the Falcons in the postseason? Eagles, Packers. You're wrong, but you have... That's another half point. You still have one more guess. Saints. Wrong. Eagles and the Patriots. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, the Patriots. Oh, come on. I, just, I didn't think so. What an idiot. <laughs> you don't get knocked out. Sure, it's like, I never remember that's, that's what That's a garbage question. It's, it's a trick question. <laughs> um, that's a garbage question. Which Celtic and Hawk got in a huge screaming match in Game 5 of the 2008 Eastern Conference first round playoffs? It was probably Rondo. Wrong. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kyle Korver and... Uh, you just said wrong. Wrong. <laughs> it was Garnett, Kevin Garnett, Garnett and Zaza Pachulia. Oh, oh well, Zaza. Well, Garnett was going to be my second Boston guest and Pigeon Toe would have been <laughs> the, the Hawks player. How many years in a row did the Phillies win division titles in the 2000s? Three. Wrong. Four. Wrong. That'd be a total good. Five is my guess. Correct. Oh! <laughs> Doing all along. You know, that, that's funny because, like, you talk about, like, the chase is what you look fo- forward to, and then after that, like, what's next? Yep. Leading up to the World Series, I listened to, like, every game, even on the radio, like, listened to all games, every game, up until that first World Series, then I was like, all right, well... Fairweather fans, here you go. We got it. We're good now. No. Um, what year did the Hawks finally break through and beat the Celtics in the postseason for the first time? Oof. Can we have a decade? Uh, the 2010s. 2010s. Uh, I'm going to say 2012. Wrong. 15. <laughs> Wrong. 2016. Uh, oh, okay. No half point? No. In <laughs> um, Super Bowl 39, which was the first Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, who tied the Super Bowl record for catches in a Super Bowl? Deion Branch? Correct. Wow. Should we get a score check? Uh, we're almost over. Well, we need to see if there's any... Any reason to drama? Points. Yeah. John, I mean, Jared's currently winning seven to two and a half. Oh, well, I got two and a half? Shit. So there's like, there's like five or six questions left. Pretty much if Jerry gets one more right, it's, it's over. But it's double Jeopardy round. <laughs> the next question is worth two points. This is probably the hardest question. When was the last year of the Boston Braves franchise? Oh, <laughs> 1902. Wrong. I was going to say 18... 18- 1947. 1948. Uh, Whoa! I didn't know it went that long. Wrong. Or is that right? I could definitely be wrong. We'll come back to that one. Next question is worth three points. 
Which closer who has played both for the Red Sox and the Braves has 291 career saves? Can you get uh, years active in the league, roughly? Still active, technically. I don't know who. Papelbon. Wrong. No. Any guess from John? Mm-mm. It would be Craig Kimball. Yeah. No. Never Wrong. Heard of him. Wrong. Wrong. Next question worth two points. Who led the Eagles this year in rushing yards? J.J. Wrong. <laughs> I don't want to get guess wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. No, right. no, let him, let, him, let him guess. Well, I'm just trying to think through our stable. It's fine. Uh, we can always edit this out and make it look like you had it like that if you get it. <laughs> so. It's not blonde. That was my guess. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> I can't believe it. I didn't think he had Well, I guess, well, when did they get a Jai? Well, it's like, like six week or four seven or weeks in. Yeah. Or so. Well, even later. Okay. So that well, makes sense. Pretty sad. Who led the Patriots in sacks this season? At least it didn't say small. Oh, uh... Three points. This is all you. I don't know Pats. Unless it's a Pat cheesesteak. I, I really don't know. Let me think for a second. Malcolm Brown? Wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? John. Oh, wait, don't, wait. Have, don't have a guess. Be Trey Flowers. Oh, oh okay. Flowers. Yep. Yeah, I should have yeah, known yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Who was the last Philadelphia MVP across like any what? sports? Oh. Cole Hamels. Wrong. Iverson? Wrong. Ryan Jimmy, Howard. Jimmy Rollins. J. Roll. I should have gone. Who led the Patriots in receiving yards this year? Wrong. Oh, I just gave you a leg up. Gronk? Correct. Boo. Impressive. I think intern Jared's got the win, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd say so. And I don't think there's any need to tally up the score. Looks like Jared won pretty handily. About 10 to 5.5. If we include the three-pointer that John got. In fairness, he does work on one of the top Atlanta Sports podcast. Yeah. I have you guys to thank for the knowledge. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a great well, opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> at least we can do. We hope this can to say that. We hope this can further your career down the road. Can the hazing stop? That's all I ask. <laughs> no, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well. I think your dog just emptied her anal glands on my hood sweatshirt. Did that? Did that get <laughs> recorded? Yes. <laughs> Taylor, are you emptying your anal glands? You want to smell? No. You sure? No, I don't. <laughs> Hold on, there's a little sniff check. No, so let's go outside. Did you really? Maybe you smell it. Oh, shit, she did. Oh, oh what a sick bastard. Are you kidding? <laughs> Just give me a washcloth. <laughs> oh, my God.
Now it's time for everyone's favorite weekly segment, Veronica's Sports Punts. Week two of my sports puns section (laughs) is uh, actually brought to you by one of you longtime users who suggested it. So one of your own fans. A longtime user. Long time. And by long time, I mean ever since I started this segment. Um, What did one tennis ball say to the other tennis ball? Ball's deep. Tennessee, you later. Those are all very good. Mine was going to be, stop making such a racket. <laughs> Classic. Thank you, Veronica, for another edition of Veronica's Sports Puns. You're the best in the biz. <laughs> the only in the biz. <laughs> You guys have predictions on the game. So do you have nothing riding on it? And is there an ideal scenario other than, you know, some getting maimed or... There's apparently a meteor passing the earth during this game. I shit you not. If it hit the earth, I'd be fine. If either one could win, I'd be okay with that. Um, miss Minnesota? Yes. Uh, I would think... Um, I think the Patriots are going to win. I think it's going to come down to quarterback and uh, coach at the end of the day, and even though I think the Eagles have the superior defense, the Patriots' defense is no slouch. They rank in the bottom of the league in a lot of statistical categories, but they're fifth in the league in points allowed. And I think that's there's a lot to be said for that. And this Nick Foles thing, even though he's gotten, you know, he's proved me wrong, I'll eat crow, I just can't see it happening against Belichick. I really can't. Yeah, Patriots definitely win. Um, could be close, because it's always close with them, but everyone's betting Eagles because of the six-and-a-half line. So I think that the Patriots are going to... That's the line? Six-and-a-half points? Yeah. It's gotten down to four now, I think. Four-and-a-half. Everyone's betting Eagles, though. So I think Brady and Belichick make even more enemies and screw all those people out of their money, and Patriots win by ten. Damn. 24-14. Well... I don't have a final score prediction, but I think the Patriots win. We go 23-27 Philadelphia. Go Birds. Well, we'd like to thank Jared and John for coming on the show. You guys enjoy the rest of your time in Minnesota. Have fun at the game. Thank you. The mall is is great. Big. (laughs) It's really purple. It's a big mall. It's a roller coaster inside. Do you know that? Oh, Jesus. And for those of you out there, thank you for making us a part of your day or evening. Rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. For Adam Kalal, Jared the intern, John the guy we met at the bar, Gilberts. and Adam Kalal, I'm Graham Walter. Pass Thomas up. Pass Thomas up.